Baruch Hashem, it is day number 85 of our daily study of Rabbam Sefer Mitzvah. And in the three chapters of Dev Mishnah Torah, we're starting a new set of halachas, Hilchas Naira Basula, which are uh, laws that deal with crimes of an intimate nature. And as such, I just want to give fair warning that we are discussing such subject matter today. And I'm going to try to proceed carefully with uh, the respect that these subjects deserve. However, I do want to admit before we even begin that in a context such as this, where we're rapidly going through the mitzvahs of Sefer Mitzvahs, it's almost impossible to treat these subjects with the sensitivity and the solemnity that uh, that they deserve. <sighs> Positive commandment 220, the law of the seducer. That's our translation in English for mifate. We're talking about a, a scenario where a man coerces a woman. It's not an assault. Um, it is he uses wiles and uh, convincing to get her to consent. Um, and this is a positive commandment, how to deal with him after the fact. And the way that it is dealt with is twofold. He um, must pay a monetary fine and he is required to marry her. However, major caveat, she is not required to marry him if she does not wish to do so. He's required to marry her as a protection for her. But if she does not want to marry him, then that is her prerogative to refuse. Positive commandment 218. This is the law of as opposed to the previous law where it was uh, what we call the seducer, this is the, uh, the scenario, what we call oinus. And uh, this is an outright assault where he overpowers her and forces her to uh, engage in intimate relations. And the punishment well first of all let, let's let's say this is positive commandment number 218 so it's a positive commandment meaning how he has dealt with after the fact meaning god forbid such things should never occur but it has occurred now okay now it has occurred so there is a positive commandment how it is dealt with and again it is twofold it is a monetary fine and i'll speak about that in one moment and he is obligated to marry her again with the same caveat it's her prerogative. It's her protection that he has to marry her if she wants. If she doesn't want to marry him, then she obviously is free to, to go. She does, she's not bound to him. Okay. Now, I want to speak about the idea that it's a monetary fine because I know in our modern sensibilities that can often be mind-boggling. How is a crime of such a nature... Uh, how is it punished with a with a monetary fine? So I want to try to convey to you, and this is my personal 
editorial comment. One should not infer the gravity of this transgression based on the way that it is dealt with after the fact. And, and I'll try to convey that to you with one simple illustration. There is something called a raidif, a pursuer, the law of the raidif, the law of the pursuer in Torah. And that means that one is not only permitted but obligated to stop someone who is going to do harm to another person, even if that means killing the pursuer. There are only two scenarios where one is permitted and has a mitzvah to stop a pursuer, even if it means killing the pursuer. And that is if the pursuer is going to murder their would-be victim or commit sexual assault. So I just want you to understand that if one catches someone in the act of pursuing for the purposes of sexual assault a, a would-be victim, there is a law of raidif where one is permitted and even it is a mitzvah to kill the pursuer to stop them from committing that act, just like if they were trying to commit murder. Sexual assault is akin to murder in this context. After the fact, how it's dealt with is another matter. And I know that can be a difficult concept to wrap our heads around. Again, this is a highly sensitive issue. This is not the context for me to try to do a, even a cursorial overview of Jewish attitudes towards these crimes. Okay. Negative commandment 358. This is specifically a prohibition against the man who already committed this assault and has been forced to marry the woman when she wants. Again, she agrees that she wants him to marry her. There's now a negative commandment, negative commandment 358, against him divorcing her. So he has the positive commandment, how he has to deal with her. And now the negative commandment, he's not allowed to divorce her. Okay. Positive commandment 219. And this is, a, again, a highly charged uh, scenario. A man marries a woman with the understanding that she, is, she has not had relations before. After they consummate the marriage, he says that he believes that she misrepresented herself, that she did have relations before their marriage. If he is slandering her, positive commandment 219 is how he is dealt with. And interestingly, part of his punishment is he receives corporal punishment, lashes. Okay, negative commandment 359 is in the same scenario as described in the previous mitzvah. It is a prohibition against such husband from ever divorcing his wife. He is not allowed to divorce her. Now, obviously, she could sue for divorce. So we're not saying she's trapped in the marriage, but he is not allowed to walk away from her at this point after he slandered her. You're going to say, why would she want to be married to him after he slandered her? That's her choice, okay, but not his choice at this point. He forfeited his choice. He has a prohibition. He's not allowed to divorce her. Okay, thank you very much for studying with me uh, these 
difficult laws to study, and we will see you again, God willing, tomorrow.